Let your presence change us. Let your Holy Spirit change us. Let your word change us. Holy Ghost, through your word, change us. That we would know that we cannot go back. That we will be sure that we cannot go back. God for a time like this again in his presence where we can actually learn of his word over the past few weeks we've been hearing amazing messages from our father God has blessed us immensely by his word and I know that as we encounter the word of God again our lives will be as we as we, as we come and have an encounter with God's word, our lives will be changed. But I want us to have this word of caution that the fact that we find ourselves here does not mean that we will encounter the word of God. Because the word of God is not just encountered because you, you were sitting here. Last week, we learned about hearing that it's not a hearer is somebody who hears and continues to hear that a hearer is not somebody who just listened to a, a one message but a hearer is a hearer because it's his habit to hear a hearer is a hearer because it's his habit to keep searching and we learned that Ultimately, hearing will result in doing if we hear well. That means there are many people who hear but they don't hear because the proof of our hearing is our doing. If we are not doing, it's only because we've not heard. So that would that should let us know that it is not the fact that we listened to a message. When Jesus spoke his parables, he always said that he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches in Revelation. And when he was he spoke parables, he's like, he that has an ear, let him hear. That means that you can hear, but not hear. 
Hallelujah. The proof of our hearing is what we do with what we heard. That means hearing also, there is faith attached to hearing. Romans says that now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing and hearing the word. It is only as we hear that we can do. Hallelujah. And it is only in hearing that we can change. And today as I we med- I meditated on what to share. It's just a continuation of what Daddy shared with us last week. I want us to open our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Bible says that and that from your childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus here scripture is saying that from our infancy many of us have heard or have known the holy scriptures but what you know is only judged by what you do. Hallelujah. And it's con- he continues to say that now what you know has the potential of leading you into salvation through faith. That means that what you know, which is the scripture, can produce the faith that causes you to be saved. It can cause saving faith in our lives. Now, what I'm talking about is not just faith that we've received Christ, but faith to deliver us also from all kinds of habits and all kinds of things. That means the scripture you have known, Bible says that it's able to make you wise unto salvation. Hallelujah. Through faith in Christ Jesus. As we mix that which we know by faith in Christ Jesus, we are led into salvation. Hallelujah. And then it continues, says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture, that means every single verse you take is given by inspiration of God. And it is useful or it is profitable. When you say something something gives profit, it means that it is able to reproduce itself. If you have money, and you make you do business with the money and you have a profit that means that the money has multiplied so that you have more of it now 
if you make a loss, that means that the money you put in has reduced. Hallelujah. So the scripture that we are learning, it is able, it is profitable. It adds to you. And it is profitable in Bible says first for doctrine. It profits you in doctrine, in teaching you the principles of God, the principles by which we live. Hallelujah. Mind you, all the things is teaching you, it is only in your practice we know you have been taught or you have learned. Hallelujah. If you write, you learn, a lecturer comes to you, to you, to your class and teaches. He has taught. But when you write your exam, we know whether you learned. So the fact that you have been taught by men does not mean you have learned. Hallelujah. But when you are taught by God, when you are taught by God, it means you have learned. Hallelujah. That is why scripture, as breathed by the Holy Ghost, is profitable. Scripture, as inspired by the Holy Ghost, this scripture is inspired. But when you take it to read it and to feed on it, that inspiration of the Holy Ghost must come to you. If you take this scripture and you read it like a storybook, it will not profit you for doctrine. It will not profit you for teaching or reproofing or chastising you or rebuking you. It will not correct you, although it is inspired by God. Because when you take this scripture and you read it like an academic exercise, it will not profit you. And for it to profit you, it must be revealed by the Holy Ghost. Who wrote it? Second Peter chapter chapter 1 verse 21 says that prophecy is not by any private interpretation and what he is talking about is the sure word of God which is ultimate prophecy is by no private interpretation so you do not pick the scripture read it because daddy has been teaching us on quiet time and you interpret it the way you want to interpret it and say I have had my quiet time please you have not had a quiet time because the presence of the Holy Spirit in that explanation of that scripture the presence of the Holy Ghost breaking down that scripture and revealing the scripture to you is what makes your quiet time a quiet time It's not you just reading. 
Hallelujah. And why do we not profit? Because many of us, we just, you know, we are not willing to take the pains to have an encounter with the word of God. So you know what we do now? We substitute things. We will get a quiet time book. The fact that I've read my quiet time book means that I have learned something. And then you come and tell, when I'm like, what did you do for your quiet time? Mommy, I read that you are supposed to do this and then you will explain a lot of mysteries to me. But you know, you have not, you have not been taught, so you have not learned. If we read Psalm 119 verse 102, if you can quickly turn there. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. So you see, you can come and tell me all about your quiet time. The fact that you are not practicing it means you weren't taught. You read, but you weren't taught. Because he says that I keep all your judgments because you yourself have taught me. So inherent in the teaching of the Holy Ghost, inherent in the revelation of God's word by the Holy Ghost is him changing your nature. To be able to do the word you have heard. So you can listen to spiritual messages. But are you ready to have intercourse and intermingling with the word and have an encounter with that word by the Holy Ghost? And that is why we don't change. The psalmist says in Psalm 119 again that your word I have hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. So the reason why you keep living in sin is because the word has not found place in your heart. Having the word in your heart is not quoting scripture. You can quote scripture and not obey it. You can quote scripture and not have the word transforming your life. Hallelujah. I've not even opened my notes. So scripture is supposed to teach doctrine. Every single scripture you pick that means every single scripture can change your life. As soon as, soon as the Holy Spirit steps into it, it will teach you doctrine. It can teach you doctrine. That same scripture by the Holy Ghost will rebuke you. That same scripture by the Holy Ghost will correct you. That same scripture by the Holy Ghost will instruct you in righteousness so that you will become a well-rounded person. 
one scripture. Have there not been times you've read one scripture over and over again and you know what it's teaching? But another day you will open the same scripture and you would read it and all of a sudden it's like, I never knew the scripture meant that. I never knew. And you would think that I had great revelation concerning the scripture and you'll be preaching it. Then another day you will open the same scripture and you will realize another thing. And you see, what you realize would, would be rebuking you. Maybe the last time you read it, it taught you doctrine. But this time you open it, it will be rebuking you. The next time you open it by the Holy Ghost, it will be correcting you. The next time you open that same scripture by the Holy Ghost, it will be instructing you in righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hence, the power of scripture is based on the teaching as given by the Holy Spirit, not by your interpretation. Not by your own private interpretation. Because you see, your interpretation can be marred by a lot of things. How you are feeling at that moment. You are feeling very lucky. Or you are feeling very spiritual. Or you have heard another message. So now you are interpreting this scripture as in the light of something else that has happened. Or you are in a certain situation. So that scripture means that. But... The Holy Ghost is the only one who interprets scripture rightly. So without the Holy Ghost, the interpretation you are giving to scripture is your own. And your own interpretation doesn't change. It doesn't save either. No wonder many of us are not changing. From our infancy, we have known the Holy Scriptures but it remains a potential. It remains a potential that can save us. But because we are not having an encounter with that word, there is no salvation. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit works by revealing scripture to those who humbly and reverently come to him to be taught many of us we go to church and we are ministers maybe we sing so we actually went to church to minister to god and to sing and so yeah the word is coming but you know i have to go and sing after so although i am there and i'm listening to the word but i'm not really having fellowship with the word i'm not having fellowship with the word some of us are ushers so yeah i am here i'm listening to the word but i am thinking of the person who is not sitting down right here so we are not having fellowship with the word not at all and because you see you've been an usher for a long time 
now as per our backsliddenness as a church will make you a leader but you are not your nature has not been changed you're not being changed you only come and do stuff that's why we've been taught over and over and over again that our worship before work because as you your worship is with the holy ghost and he will change your nature the holy ghost doesn't forgive sin he changes your nature amen he changes your nature amen so many of us go to church but not many of us come to interact with the word of God so I want you to ask yourself I have been in church for the past at least four years how many times within that time have I interacted with the word of God how many times and you know how you can tell check what you do check what you do check what you do what have, did you used to do that now you don't do anymore not because somebody will see you but because it's not part of you anymore the anger is still intact just that now I'm careful because you see I'm a leader so if I flare up in church it won't be fine but when you are in your room that one there you can fully be yourself you know right now you are not even in your room when I check your status you are fully yourself you see I've come to realize that people their status shows really who they are yeah and you see some people the fact that you are posting Christian things on your status doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything look some of you you put Christian things on your status but when I read it immediately I'm able to tell that you are not correct yes you know how we know because a good tree out of goodness which is inherent in the DNA produces good fruit so what you are producing is because that is what is in you today you are posted everybody believe in Christ something 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 and Tomorrow morning, you have posted, do not trust anybody. <laughs> then the next day, you post that, have faith in God. He is the only one who can deliver all of us. Then the next day, you have, without money, wisdom is just an ewene. <laughs> Yeah, that is what you have posted. You see, there is something about the DNA of a person is consistent. It's consistent. 
So I can look at your status and tell you who you are. Because you see, you can't lie forever. You can't lie forever. You see, eventually it will find you out. It will find you out. When I hear you talk, I can tell who you are. Yeah. It's very, very obvious. And when I tell you that you are not correct, you say that I am being judgmental. Really? No, I'm just telling you what I see. Yeah. Your mind is just not right. And it is showing by the things you are spewing out. You are, we, we call ourselves people who have been leaders in church and we are like, oh God is, and God is working on us and God is doing this, God is doing that and yet somebody annoys you and you are able to spew rubbish and say that I was angry. Where is the consistency? Where is the consistency? Many go to church but not many come to scripture either in church or personally through our quiet time to be taught by the Holy Spirit. And usually because of laziness and our obvious difficulty with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit by carnal men, many resort to deceiving ourselves that because we have heard the message, we have been taught. Relating to the Holy Spirit is... It's not easy. It can only be done by grace. And you must be really willing to do this. Because he's a gentleman. He doesn't like certain things. It will mean that you probably cannot eat just anything. You cannot just say anything. You cannot just dress anyhow. Really, if you want to have the presence of the Holy Spirit interacting with you through the word of God, you must be committed to a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that isn't that I've read my Bible in the morning, but that he guides your steps every day. He's affecting what you are saying. For some of us, you wake up in the morning, you sense the Holy Spirit tell you that I have a fast, and you are like, no, today I cannot fast. Because yesterday, before you slept, you had your breakfast ready for this morning. So, the Holy Spirit is whispering to you, fast. That time they declare the fast to, to six. You to twelve. You are about to break. In fact, sometimes the fast is to twelve. But when you were about to put food in your mouth, you heard the Holy Spirit. Stop right there. Put it back continue to six <laughs> and then quickly we give him an excuse and continue no you are not planning on cultivating a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit you wear the dress and the Holy Spirit tells you this dress is too short and you call your roommate who is not a believer and tell ask her that is this dress short and she will tell you not at all I've seen people with shorter dresses yeah, you want a relationship with your roommate, not the Holy Spirit, because that's for the Holy Spirit. He's telling you that this dress, I don't want you to wear it. Yeah, 
So we are too lazy. Look, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that you are having worship. Oh, I love you, Holy Ghost. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. No, that is not it. That is not it. It is him being able to control your every movement. You don't want to do the thing, but he's like, that is what I want. (laughs) Recently, that he was telling me that, look, when he's going to give to God and that denominations, like 50 CDs, 100 CDs um, in this wallet, and he's about to take, okay, today I want to give 20 CDs. Holy Spirit is that, ah, but there is 100 CDs in your wallet. <laughs> but there is 100 CDs. What is that 100 CDs doing? So, okay. One time I decided I wanted to give to God. And I was like, God, if you do this, I'm going to give you 100 good CDs. And he was like, what? $100 is better. I was like, oh no. But you see, you usually hear the Holy Spirit like that. But you tell yourself it's your mind. Because you want to ignore it. You you really want to ignore it. Somebody has annoyed you. And the Holy Spirit is saying that when you see the person smile. Yeah. And you are very willing. You see, I'm, I'm trying to point out the fact that we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because we are just too lazy. We are just too lazy. We are unwilling. You are in that relationship. The Holy Spirit is telling you that this relationship is not holy. Leave it. You will say that it's because mommy is saying it because she knows I'm in a relationship. Please, I don't know. I don't know. So if you decide to disobey the Holy Spirit, please go right ahead. Go right ahead. because of this lackadaisical attitude it's an English word a lackadaisical attitude toward the word of God many do not benefit from it many do not benefit from it we've been in church ah, 20 years Nanka, by this time if you've been in church 20 years you there when you were you've been in Sunday school you've been in youth church you've gone ah, by now you should be a bishop Yes, because if you have been in school for 15 years, 20 years, you should be in the university. If you have been consistently in school from class 1 and you have gone to school for 20 years, you should probably be doing your PhD by now. Count it. Class 1. Class 2, class 3, class 4, class 5, class 6. Then to GSS3 is 9 years. SS3, that's, that's another 3 years. That's 12 years. University, 4 years. That's how many years? 
16 years. Um, master, two years. How many years? Eh? 18. So would it be bad if I'm saying that if you've been in the event, you've been in school for 20 years consistently, you should be heading towards professorship by now. You should be doing your doctorate. You should be doing your doctorate, but you have been in church. And you see, that is what is showing that you are actually not having intercourse with the word of God. Because you see, although you have been in church for 20 years, you've had an encounter with the word of God twice. Twice. Twice could have probably been very good to you. Yeah. Twice you have had an encounter. So, the first one you were saved. The first one you were saved. The second one you started speaking in tongues. Case closed. <laughs> Hallelujah. We cannot expect to be having the riches of the glory of God in our lives when we are not ready to be to to have fellowship with His word. And so you know what we substitute our success in the word of God with stuff like having a car getting first class so the fact that I am have been coming to church always and now I'm married and I have two children and I have three, three cars and I have one, one, one dog I am successful the Lord loves me please it is, it is not true Bible says that gain is not godliness it's not godliness so, yes, you have been in church for 20 years. You have been in church for 20 years. You've had an encounter with the word of God twice. So, yes, you are speaking in tongues, but you are still shallow. You are carnal. You are carnal. Carnality has ruled the church now, not spirituality. We have carnal leaders, carnal pastors, carnal everybody. Carnality. So we envy and we strive. Who has the nicest car? Who has the nicest house? Who has this? Who has that? And Paul says that if there is envies and there is strife amongst you, you, I cannot but call you carnal. That is the proof that you are carnal. We are carnal. Hallelujah. So why do we not continue and relate to the Holy Scriptures? Because we actually relate to the Holy Scriptures as though we are relating to somebody's opinion. So, like what I'm saying, I'm speaking God's word to you. (laughs) But you see, you're relating to it. That's what mommy dear, you know, that is how she preaches. When you listen to mommy preach, you feel bad. First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, verse two, thirteen. It says that now, when you receive, when we spoke the word to you, you did not receive the word as the word of men, but you received it for what it actually is, which is the word of God. 
you received it for what it actually is which is the word of god until you receive the word for what it actually is as the word of god it will have no authority over your life hallelujah hallelujah The scriptures work in our lives as the Holy Ghost breathes his holy fire within it to burn the chaff in our lives. Some of us, we have too much chaff. Chaff, chaff. Usually the chaff goes first. Yeah, chaff is easy to burn. But then it goes deeper and then starts burning even the metal things. And then starts refining the gold. Hallelujah. Yeah. Starts refining the gold. Taking away the dross. The, the rubbish. You know some of the rubbish. Eh? We can see it. And the moment the fire comes. All the rubbish starts burning. But some of the rubbish is in your heart. So some of us have had intercourse with the Holy Spirit to this place. But from here to the deep of our hearts. No. 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 What you see when you talk about the parable of the sower, the second group, the Bible says they sprouted immediately, but because they didn't have roots. They didn't have roots. So when persecution arose, they withered and died. For some of us, that's our story. For others, we are the third group. We have roots. We have roots. But we are choked by a lot of things. Our carnality is killing us. But we are not even willing to admit that I am carnal. You see, being able to admit that I am carnal is the beginning of your freedom. Being able to admit practically that me, I have a problem. My mind is not correct. And I am actually very carnal of heart. Everybody I see, I envy. Every shoe I see, I envy. Provided I don't have some, I envy it. Even if I have some, your color, I like it better. Yeah. I envy it. The day you can tell yourself that and you say, God, help me, that is the beginning of the fact that you want, you are changing. Hallelujah. So the word must not just go deep into our hearts. Those that had fellowship with the word and they started moving forward, they started growing leaves and they developed big stems and branches. And they became from from like a tree planted by the riverside. But their problem is that they didn't go deep. So the weeds just choked them. They just choked them. They just choked them. They just choked them. Because you see, weeds don't go very deep. Do you understand? They are they are perpetually with us. But the the roots of leaves are not, of, of weeds are not. Do you understand? So, 
at the end of the day, you the roots must go beyond that and go deep into the word of God. Deep, deep. The word comes to uproot those weeds and kicks out the roots of those weeds out of our lives. Roots of bitterness, roots of envy. Provided the root is in your life, it will sprout. We, he, the word must go deep, refine, go deal with the lies. You know the reason how we can live a lie because we actually believe the lie. The lie has become our truth. Yeah. And it's only when the Holy Ghost goes deep by his word that that lie can be revealed. Yeah. For some of us, the lie is that it's somebody else's fault. Everything, some demon is doing me. If only this had happened. If only I had different parents. If I, only I was a little taller. If only I was a little slimmer. Everything is something else's fault. You never look at yourself and say that this is me. God, this is me. You see, when Jacob had an encounter with that, with God, on that, on a peniel, God asked him, what is your name? What is your name? You see, because the last time he stole a blessing, he took Esau's name. He took his source name. But when you have an encounter with God, the first question is, who are you? Who are you? What is your name? And until you yourself are willing to admit that me, my name is Saplanta, I'm a thief. You cannot be prince of God. Many of us, you know, we, we are calling ourselves, my name is El, El something... God of something, God of something, God of something. <laughs> yeah, you are laying the name of God upon yourself, but you know what? It's not you. You don't give your, you don't change your name. It's God that changes your name. Only when you admit that this is who I am. This is who I am. I'm a liar. I'm a liar and I've lied to myself. I've lied to myself first that I am okay. Hallelujah. So the word goes deep. It refines. And then it starts molding. It starts molding. It starts molding. It starts molding. It remolds us. So interaction with the Holy Scripture is evident in our lives. Not because we quote it. Because anyone can quote Scripture. You probably can teach a, a, a parrot to quote Scripture. Yeah. You'll be able to teach a parrot to quote Scripture. If you can teach a parrot to say your name, you can teach a parrot to quote Scripture. But the fact that the parrot is quoting scripture does not mean that the Holy Spirit has had work in his heart. (laughs) 
So if there is nothing like a save parrot, then you can because you can say that oh he quotes he quotes scripture about like some of these some of us when they come I'm like oh how how does he relate the things of God oh mommy he goes to church he quotes scripture he is when I'm talking with him he's advising me eh eh He's advising you because of that he has an encounter with God. It is not true. By this one, I am telling you, once and for all, forever and ever, let this truth be settled in your heart. The fact that the person is quoting scripture does not mean the Holy Ghost has had interaction with the person. Look at the person's lifestyle. Oh, yes. Because proper interaction with the Holy Spirit through his word will cause you to be taught. And one thing I've, I stated earlier is that when the Holy Spirit teaches you, you will be taught. Oh, you won't get it wrong. You won't get it wrong. You will be taught. You will be taught. You will keep the judgment. There are certain things you just can't do. Like when the Holy Spirit teaches you certain things, there are certain clothes you can't even wear. Not because somebody is standing on you that don't wear it all. But when you pick the dress, you are not attracted to it. But you, you are still lying. And you say, I'm only human. Only human. Only human is good enough when you, you don't have the Holy Ghost. But when you have the Holy Ghost, your excuse cannot be, I am only human. Your excuse is that I am disobedient and I'm disobeying practically and physically. I have chosen to disobey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit inherent in Him teaching us is Him changing our nature and giving us the grace to obey. One that has been taught by the Holy Spirit is also a doer of that which He has been taught. So you see the reason why many of us are not doers. Because we are not hearers in the first place. We are not hearers in the first place. Because the hearing is brought about by the Holy Ghost. As I, I prepared, the, we, as the Holy Spirit taught me this message, my only prayer was that God, come and preach your own word. Come and teach. Because I can speak till my face is blue. <laughs> you won't change change but when the holy spirit comes to teach you oh man you will change i don't even have to say anything you you will change except the things you are hiding that i don't know about that you said that mommy didn't mention that one for some of us that's what we think mommy didn't mention that one so that one is free no when the holy spirit teaches you he will reveal your secrets your secret doings yeah so you cannot continue in your secret sins. You can't. Yeah. As we learn from the Holy Spirit through the revelation of the word to us, we are changed into the image of Christ. So that's why when people interact with the Holy Spirit continuously, now when they start talking, when they start behaving, you realize that Charlie, there's something different about them. 
They said something different. And you see, that one is not even forced. It's not like I'm forgiving you because God says that you forgive you. Like if it's not for God, you are dead. No, it's not like that. Recently, I had to, somebody, like there was a contribution we had to make. And I was just telling myself that this person that I'm going to do this contribution for, I'm not even like that with the person. And really, we don't flow like that. And, uh, but one, one morning I woke up and the Holy Spirit was like, send that money. And so I sent the money and I was grumbling. But I was telling daddy about it later that day. And I was telling him that I just sent the money and I don't even know why. Then the scripture came to my mind that you do, if you do good to them that are your friends, what? difference is there between you and the publican what difference is there between you and that person in fact i didn't even i didn't remember that scripture when i was grumbling but you see the word of god i have hidden in my heart so that he is manipulate his word on my actions even before i can connect one dot to the next dot but you see you you have to struggle you have to struggle and find the scripture you have to struggle and find the scripture. So if you can't remember the scripture, oh, that is why we are there. Yeah. Some of us, look, when we are sleeping with our boyfriends or sleeping with our girlfriends, the reason why you are sleeping with him is that your, the word is not permeated into your heart. Yes, because it is not that the feelings are not there, but then the hold of the word is more powerful than the feelings. Psalm 119 verse 101. He says that I have restrained myself from my... He says I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have restrained. That means that I can see my feelings going. In fact, I see, Jack, where are you? Rising to the top. I can realize that as I looked at her work my brain and things started happening and then all of a sudden i'm like god this one you know i have already responded i have sinned so if i have done it it is nothing oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but you can have an erection and hold your leg and pull it back According to the scripture, it says that by it says that I have restrained my feet. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. You see, if you restrain your feet today, because Charlie, you have to try hard, and you do not channel it into keeping God's word, you become like a dam. One day you fall. One day the dam will break and you'll be like, God, at least I didn't do it all this while. And then you go into binging. You go into binging. For some of us, it's porn. We love watching porn. So you have restrained your feet from porn for three weeks. But now, Lord, you see, I am only human. Then you release your feet right into the evil way. And this time you go binging. 
So you binge watch porn 12 hours. You just binge. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, if you are binge watching porn, it's only a matter of time before you start touching yourself. If you have a problem with masturbation. Or it's only a matter of time before you start finding a place to stick it. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. So people come like, Mommy, I don't know what happened. I slept with him. I slept with her. I'm like, you slept with her before. It's, you actually slept with her. Because you refused to keep the word in your heart. And you did not restrain your feet. You didn't restrain it. Yeah. Hallelujah. As the Holy Spirit permeates your life through his word, we receive grace to obey. And that is wisdom. You see, when God tells you to do something and you do it, and it leads you in one direction, then he tells you something again, you do it. After 10 years, people look at your life and go like, hey, you made this decision. Wow, you are wise. So, hey, how did you know to make that decision? Before them is wisdom. Which has been justified by her children. This one that he taught me. Yeah. But before God is just obedience. You've just obeyed. You see, none of us is wise before God. None of us is wise. So, that scripture that we, we've been studying in the book of James, which says that if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask of God. You see, the wisdom will come in the form of an instruction. And your obedience is what will reveal the wisdom later on. Yeah. Because the wisdom will not come as, oh, this is a profound wisdom. No, it comes in an instruction. Yeah. God's work comes in his word. It comes in his word. When he's blessing you, have you ever seen God bless anybody in scripture and give him a, a, a donkey before? Oh, God blessed him. And so, God blessed him with a donkey. Oh, God blessed Abraham with a car. No. The blessing was the word that he spoke. And that word brought about the donkey I hope I'm making sense so wisdom the blessing of wisdom is in the word that was spoken and you walking in wisdom is obedience, obeying hallelujah so I can speak all the wisdom to you the, the, the fact that you don't obey is proof that you didn't hear the wisdom and so you are living in foolishness yes that's what Bible says. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But fools, they, 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 they despise instruction. Proverbs chapter 1. Yeah. So it should let you know that fools, if they despise instruction, the only reason why the wise are wise is because they do not despise instruction. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Our wisdom is in our obeying. So yes, we know, but do we obey? 
as the Holy Spirit reveals the word to us and we are taught the principles, the truths, we are rebuked, we are corrected, and we are instructed, the word becomes an unseen standard in your life. You see, so you don't need daddy to be there. You don't need me to be there to act the way you act. The word becomes the check over your life. And that's when he's taught you. When you are taught, the word is a check. It's a check. One time, God taught me about dressing up. And I realized those times, he was just sitting on me concerning dressing. He was just sitting on me. He kept sitting on me. And then finally, he turned. I was turned. So all of a sudden, I'm just attracted to certain things. Then I saw one person who was ministering. And the dress was... I looked at it, I was like, oh God. Do you understand? And I told the person that, look, this dress that you've been wearing, Charlie, it's not so... <laughs> the person was like, oh, I wear it all the time. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I felt so bad. Because the Holy Spirit rebuked me and was like, ah, she doesn't know. She's not been taught. She's not been taught. She may have heard, but she's not been taught. So the word becomes the unseen check over your life. You don't do certain things. When someone asks you, why don't you do it? You don't even know why you don't do it. It's just that you are just not even attracted to it. It's not in you. Because the Holy Ghost works in you to change your nature through his word. Amen. Unconsciously, we realize that situations are judged by that standard and our actions are also judged by that standard yeah all of a sudden you see one thing and you don't see it the way other people see it again people will be like oh you watch a movie you see somebody oh she was this man is married to this person but the woman is nasty so she had an affair with this person and now we are all hailing her yeah go 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 you go you she deserves it look at her face yeah but you see as the holy spirit has worked on you you don't find that funny you don't find it funny in fact you don't even see the beauty that people are seeing it you don't see it like that somebody has collected somebody's husband because the woman was nonsense eh? and the man was having an affair on the side because he was suffering so much and in your mind oh he's such a good man you see the fact that he is having an affair makes him a bad man yes you see our good and evil we find that our definitions change it changes it changes now what people find funny you don't find it funny that is why you can't sit among people who are speaking profane and you are you are happy you can't you can't be happy there so the fact that you are sitting among your roommates and they are speaking profane and you are comfortable just that you are not saying anything is the fact that you yourself you are corrupt within you you are corrupt you are corrupt 
Hallelujah. I'm just landing now. This is the point that the word has been hidden in your heart. When the psalmist says, your word have I hidden in my heart, that I may not sin against you. When you are taught, when the Holy Spirit has a, a working in you, you can't go back sinning. You can't do it. No. With which one will you do it? With which one will you do it? Even when you are going to say certain words, it's like your mouth becomes thick. It becomes very thick. But you, you can speak profanity like a sailor. Your, your lips are like the lips of sailors, fishermen. You can talk. The things you can say. Hey. And yet you play drums in church. Or you are an usher in the church. Or you sing in the church. With what mouth are you singing the praises of God and singing the curses of men? With which mouth are you doing it? From which spirit? Where how do you get fresh water and salt water in one place? How? You dear, you are an anomaly. Hallelujah. This one. The word being hidden in your heart, it doesn't come by learning to quote scripture. You see, you actually want to learn to quote a scripture when God has worked in your heart. But if you think that I'm learning the scripture so that I won't sin, that way it doesn't work that way. The Holy Spirit works it into you and then it becomes a part of you. Many times I speak a scripture, I don't even remember where it is. But it is somewhere in my DNA. It is in my DNA. I sense it is there. That this is it. When I see something and I'm judging it, I'm judging it by a code in my heart. It's in my heart. You don't struggle. You don't struggle. Now people will say that, oh, you're a child of God. Walk in it. What should they walk in? They've not been taught. How do they work when they are not taught? Let us do first things first. It is the lack of this that reveals the powerlessness in the church, in our lives. When I see that, I say the church, I'm not talking about your church specifically. You see, you yourself, you are the church. Hallelujah. We are the church individually. So when there was lockdown, the church was not, it was just the meeting that we were prevented from. But church was going on as usual. So the fact that you weren't part of it reveals that you were, you are probably not part of the church. Yeah. You are probably not part of the church of, of God. And if you are not part of that church, you are in trouble no matter which church you belong to. Because God is coming for his church. Those people who are separated from him, who he controls, who he is their head, not the people who go to Catholic or Presby or Harvest or ICGC or any other church. 
or WWE Church of God. Yeah. When we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit through His Word, we are changed from glory to glory. We are changed. We are changed from glory to glory. From glory to glory. You are changed from glory to glory. The evidence of our hearing is our doing. The evidence of our encounter with the Word by the Holy Spirit is our obedience. The reason why we do not do is because we are not hearers and ultimately we are not doers the reason we do not see the benefit of all we know is that although we know the scripture we have not really encountered it or been confronted by with we've not been confronted with it by the holy spirit hence we deceive ourselves that we hear but we are not hearers we are not doing this. Reason why there is a lack of encounter is because, frankly, we don't even want an encounter. We are satisfied to live without a desire. We are satisfied to live without the Holy Ghost. In fact, the guy will sit on you. So gladly, we will not live with the Holy Spirit. You know the thing about the Holy Spirit. When you start working with Him first, because you are carnal and He is spiritual. You always there's always a fight there's always a fight always a fight and many of us when we sense the first struggle we decide you know what it must if it's of god it must be easy it must be organic it must flow just like that you have not read the scripture that says that there's the 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 flesh lasted after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh therefore they are separated by a great gulf they cannot meet together and be happy together not possible so if you sense that struggle that struggle within your members when you see and you know that this is an instruction of the holy ghost and you feel your belly in your belly that i am struggling that is the proof that you have to go in the direction where you are struggling from. That's the, the proof. When you sense that struggle, you realize I am carnal. Just that you know what we do. When we sense that struggle, we are like Holy Spirit change. Oh, we don't say like Holy Spirit change, but Lord, change the situation. Change the situation. Change the situation. And you know, He won't change the situation. Where you are standing, you will sit there till kingdom come. You will keep sitting there. And then you say that it doesn't work. Prayer doesn't work anymore. I pray that the Lord is not answering. Because there is something within you he wants to change. And yet you are not willing to change it. And so with time, you just move on, on your way. Some, some of us are still in church, but we've given up on that closeness with God. We've given up on it. Like, there are many of us in church right now who have just given up it up like 20 years ago. But we are in church. So, we have him as fire insurance. So, you see, that, that's what we do. Like, provided he doesn't disturb my nature. My carnality doesn't disturb it. I know how to speak in tongues. I have fire insurance against hell. 
It's okay. It's okay. Those that want more want to be pastors. Yeah. And so we make being spiritual like it's a disease. Like the, we, the person is too much. But that is what we are called to. Not the carnal, useless lives we are living as though we don't our lives belong to us. Look, our lives don't belong to us. Oh, and there is an account we are going to give one day. Every day you choose your own way. You are going to give an account for it. Yeah. Because you will not be useful to God. You will not bear fruit. And if you are not bearing fruit, you are, you are very, very likely that you are being cut off. Maybe you don't feel the knife. Yeah. You don't feel the knife. Don't worry. Hallelujah. The fact that you are content to be there is actually proof that you've been cut off. Because if you are in the body, if you are in the body, there will be that life flowing through you. It, it, there would always be that struggle. There will always be that struggle where your flesh is always battling against the Spirit of God. It's always battling. There's always that conflict. Provided now you are at peace, you are at rest, please, you are no longer a part of us. Change. Hallelujah. So there is no desire. And then there has been a redefinition of what growth, success is. Because of our, 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 our failings, we have reduced the standard to our level. And we've renamed everything. We now call good bad. And we call bad good. Yeah. We have forgotten that good and bad or good and evil is in Christ. It's in God. What God calls good is good. What God calls evil, no matter how sweet it is for you, is evil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us beware. Let us be careful that we actually don't deceive ourselves that we are in church. We don't deceive ourselves. We would measure our coming to church by the encounter we had with the word. That's the only way church would be beneficial to us. Or else, it's better you slept in your room. Oh yeah. Because if you are coming to use him for fire insurance, You'll be, you'll be very surprised at the last day that there are many people who thought like you. Just that this fire insurance doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's not given to people who are here to manipulate God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, do a mighty work. Lord, do a mighty work. Change our hearts. This song, I'm not sure anybody we know how to sing, but let me just teach you. Until my only gaze is you, spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more like you 
Until my only life is you, spirit keep brooding over me. Until I look more like you. Until my only gaze is you, spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more like you. Until my only life is you, spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more like you. Until my only life is you, spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more like you. Till I look more like you. You. Till I look more like you. Till I look more like you. Till I look more like you. Till I'm lost in you. Till I am lost in you. Till I am lost in you. Till I'm lost in you. Till I am lost in you. Till I am lost in you. Until my only gaze is you. Until my only gaze is you. Spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more like you. Till my only gaze is you. Until my only gaze is you. Spirit keep brooding over me. Till I look more like you. Till my only life is you. Until my only life is you. Spirit keep brooding over me. Till I more like you. Till I look 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 more like you. That is my desire. Till I look more like you. Till I am lost in you. Till I am lost in you. Brood over us. 
brood over us until all our gaze is upon you. Brood over us until our only life is you. We cannot see any other life apart from you. We may be called extremists, but God, brood over us until our only life is you. Our only joy is you. Our only hope is you. Our good and our evil, everything is in you. Until you are all and in all. Until you are all and all. Holy Ghost, brood over us. Brood over us. Brood, brood the way you, 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 you bred upon the waters. The way you rested upon the waters. And called for dark light out of darkness. God, call forth your light out of our dark places. Until our only gaze is you, God, blind us to everything else. God, you are all, you are all, you are all. Work in us. Work in us. Work in us. Work in us until our only life is you. The life flowing through our veins will be you. Will be your opinion. We will have no opinion of our own. There are too many of us who have opinions. God, let us lose our opinion in you. In the sea of who you are. Until you are our only opinion. You cannot walk with God and have your own opinion. You cannot walk with the Holy Spirit and have your own philosophies. For some of us, we want to add him to our philosophies. You don't add him. He doesn't, he doesn't play well with other people, other philosophies. It is either him or nothing else. Please, God, do it. Do it. Many of us do not get the message fully. But Holy Ghost, you who are the spirit of understanding, cause us to understand that the word will not be stolen from us. Cause us to gain roots so that we will not wither. Cause us that our, our, our soils will be, will be rid of the, of the weeds, of the cares, of the pleasure, and of the deceitfulness of wealth that we may bear fruit and fruit that remain. Do in us a mighty work through your word. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Take your offerings.